Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and be seated if you would. We're going to stand back up in a few minutes, but I want to share a few things uh, with you this morning. Thank you for coming to church today. And around here, we believe that church days affect the rest of our days. And I've been reflecting back a whole lot uh, these last few days, and then I'm I'm very mindful of um, God's faithfulness to us. Amen. Um, 28 years ago on this morning, I was hoping some people would come. And when we finished the morning, I was hoping they would come back. And uh, God's been very good to us. And many of you have been with us for a long time. And some of you are new. And, and we just welcome all of you today. I want to share a few things with you. And we kind of hinted on a few things in uh, social media uh, to share with you. But we are growing. That's a good thing. And uh, we, we've been growing, and so that's a good problem, too. Everybody said good problem. There are about 7,000 churches a year that are closing. And, um, you know, and thank God we're kind of on the other end of that, of that spectrum, and we're, we're thankful. Uh, because we're growing, we need to do something about that. And um, so what we're going to do, I'll go ahead and shoot to the chase here. We've got the screen here. We're growing, and we're moving to four Sunday morning services, okay? We're going to four Sunday morning services. Awesome. We've done that before. Uh, when we, before we expanded this building, when we were just in a little less than half of this building, we were in four morning services then, and uh, plus a Sunday night, plus every Wednesday night. So we're moving to four. You say, well, you know, can't we do something else? Okay, here's, here's what we could do. We could just not let any other people come. We could just say to people, no more people, we have enough. Or we could just let things just run their course, and here's what happens. If we just let it run its course, the growth, the momentum uh, choke itself out and it would just go back down. And I believe we're not the only church in Marion County. I know that. But we're called to do some certain things, and there's some favor on us to do some certain things. And we're in a season uh, where God is entrusting us with some things. And so here's some reality for you, too. Uh, A study done not that long ago said that 65% of Marion County has no formal church affiliation. 65% of our county. And 76% of our county are not attending any church at all. And yet we have people coming to our church, and so we need to make room. So to make room, there are a couple ways we could do it. We could spend millions of dollars and add on and do some things, or we could, for almost nothing, uh, add on a service. And so we're adding on a service. So in a few weeks, yeah, in a few weeks, on September 24th, this will be the first week of it, and we will have at 8 o'clock, 9.30, 11 o'clock, 12.30. And so we're asking you to do a couple, a couple of things here. So let me work through this. To switch, serve, share. Switch, serve, share. So first of all, switch would be this. We're going to ask you that if you attend the 9 o'clock service and you don't have children that you would consider moving to the 8 o'clock service. 
If you're in the 1030 or the 12, we're asking you to consider the 1230. Here's why. Because this service, everybody say this service. This service is what is called prime, prime time. So a newcomer coming to the church, almost like 98% of the time is going to target this time. When we go to four services, we'll have two services. Those two middle services are considered prime time. So a newcomer would typically target one of those services. What we need to do is just make some room for that. You say, well, I love this. I'm comfortable here. And of course, everybody is not going to move and can't move. We don't want everybody to move because then we've got this big gap in the middle, okay? We're just going to trust you to pray. God would lead and, and help us out on all of that. But as we make that switch, it's going to open up room and, um, you know, make it for people to come in. Uh, you know, I've really found out that walking by faith is going from one comfort level to another comfort level. So, you know, you get comfortable with something, and but we've got to make room. It's sacrifice a little bit. But sacrifice is this, giving up something you love for something you love more. And I think the thing we love most is for people and hurting people and lost people to come to know Jesus and start to walk in his love and to walk in his light. I love that the most. Amen? So, so first of all, it would be switch. Second would be serve. Serve. And if you're not already serving, we need you to serve. If you've not gone through growth track, please go through growth track. And then as a result, of that will help you to discover where you would best fit and be able to help us. We're moving to this uh, serve one, sit one. So you wouldn't have to serve the whole morning. Serve one, sit one. Or if you prefer, sit one, serve one. And, uh, but do that. If you've already attended Growth Track but you're not serving, please email us and say, I'm ready to serve. And you can do that at ready to serve at NBCOcala.org. And uh, just let us know because we need it. It takes hundreds of folks to make this all happen. Let me go ahead and point this out to you too. This is the other part of my announcement. Next fall, fall of 18, we're going to launch another campus of Meadowbrook Church somewhere in Marion County. We're, we're leaning forward on that. We're working very diligently on that, praying, seeking out a number of uh, possibilities, but we want to be ready for that launch in our county as well. Um, and so that this is all working together so that we have plenty of people serving and helping all along. And then lastly would be to share. And by sharing, invite folks. Invite your friends, your neighbors, your co-workers. Uh, we're going to have invest and invite cards. And we're going to do a great uh, media campaign so that everybody knows what's going on. There are a lot of other little details that go with this. But for today, I want you to know this, that starting on September 24th, we're moving to four Sunday morning services, 8, 9, 30, 11, and 12, 30. I'm going to be here for all of them. And uh, come and be a part of that. Uh, let God guide you and make good decisions as far as which service you're going to come. Serve. Please serve with us and then share the good news of this. These are great problems to have. And like I said, 28 years ago, I was just hoping somebody would come and somebody would stay. And God's been really, really good to us. And we want to steward that well, what he has entrusted with us. Amen. Can we thank God for that? That's good news today. All right. Would you stand with me? And we're going to pray and then dive into the word this morning. Father, we love you this morning. We lift our hands to you. We thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for what you're doing, what you even plan to do today. And Lord, what you have for us. And our ears are open. Our hearts are open. And God, we only want to do what you called us to do. We only want to... to uh, uh, even venture out into something that we know that you're calling us toward. We thank you for that. I pray now that you bless this time as we get into your word. I just pray that you'd help each one of us today to hear and receive and, 
and uh, walk a little closer, walk a little better in the light today. And I pray that when everything is said and done, that you, Jesus, the Lord of our life, the head over all things to this church, that you would be pleased and you would be honored. And we also ask that each person, every single person here today would be helped. And that is our prayer. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen and amen. Help me welcome our internet family, if you would. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. And on average right now, it's about uh, 3,800 people are joining us each week by way of online and internet. So, you know, that's a whole lot of people too. Thank you, God. I'm actually humbled, honored the fact that God is entrusting us to get his word out to some folks. Amen. Church done right is the hope of the world, and that is our full commitment is to do church right. Real quick before we dive in today, uh, next week I, brand a, I begin a brand new series called Fixer Upper. I made up the title. And really it's going to have to do with our souls, damage and wear and tear that comes to our soul. And how do we get our soul restored? How do we guard our soul? And it is so vital. Do not miss this series and bring some folks with you as well. Well, today I want to do just a one-part series, uh, series sermon called Humankind. Humankind. We were on vacation uh, just a month or so ago. We decided to go out to Colorado, and we flew into Denver just because we hadn't been there as a family. Thought that would be a cool place, beautiful area. And we did little day trips out of Denver. And uh, one day we were at the Denver Zoo, which was amazing. We went early in the morning. And uh, every, all the animals were alive and awake and eating and wrestling. And, you know, bears were wrestling and lions were eating. And, and it was just awesome. I loved it. And uh, while we were there, I passed a lady and on her shirt. It said, humankind, humankind. And it just got stuck in my heart and in my mind. I really been, began to think about it. I actually looked it up online to see if there's anything on that. And, and I found a little logo and it says, humankind, be both. Be both, be human and be, be kind. A morning or two later, we were at a, a breakfast restaurant having a late breakfast. Appropriately, the restaurant was named Snooze. And it was just, it was awesome. And while we were sitting there waiting, because as in a lot of cities like Denver and so forth, you wait to get into a, a good restaurant. And so we're waiting and just enjoying ourselves. And, and there was a church on the corner there, a little church. And on their marquee, they had this written. And it said, celebrating the separation of church and hate. I love that. And I want us to celebrate the separation of church and hate as we look at the subject of humankind. It's a timely message. Actually, it's a timeless message. And it has to do with what I would call a, a kingdom standard. If we're in the kingdom of God, this needs to be a standard in our life. Look with me quickly in 1 John chapter 4. It says, Beloved, let us love one another. Let me, let me just stop and get you all pulled in. Um, stop thinking about, I wonder which service I'm going to go to. Okay? So just kind of put that away for later, all right? Back to the Bible. Beloved, say, that's me. Let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Verse 8, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. 
So let's put this together. God is love. Love is of God. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 says that love is kind. God is referred to as Father more often than anything else in Scripture. I refer to God as Father more than any other way that I refer to him. Jesus referred to him and introduced to him as Father. He talked to him uh, in prayer as Father. He referred to him constantly as Father. He taught us that he is our Heavenly Father. So if he's a Father, then that denotes that he has a family. And if you have a family, that kind of indicates that you have children. So let's go all the way back to the top again. God is love. Love is of God. God is kind. God is a father. God has a family. In his family, he has children. And above everybody else on the planet, his children should be the most loving and kind people on the planet. Let's close in prayer. And that's the message today, but let's, let's really add on to this. Because, see, there seems to be some confusion about just who we're to be loving and kind toward. Typically, we're very loving and kind to people who are just like us and people who like us. And it's easy to, as Scripture says, love one another. Well, it's not entirely easy. But to love one another, certainly Scripture tells us that. That's a little easier than, than some other situations. The Bible also talks about the household of faith, or as one translation calls it, the family of believers. Look with me in Galatians chapter 6, verse 10 in the message. Right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with, everybody say starting with, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. So if we're going to be loving and kind, everybody say loving and kind. If you're going to be loving and kind, it, it just works this way. You start out with those closest to you. And you'd better be loving and kind to those that are close to you. Because sometimes we're l- nice to everybody else and we're not nice to those that are real close to us. So start out there. And then it says, and as one other translation renders this, especially those of the household of faith. So those in the community of faith, those of family believers, we start out there. And we better, we better, because if we don't take care of our own, if we're not loving and kind to our own, then nobody else wants to be in the family. I had friends that I wanted to be in their family. I wanted to trade out my parents. And I had... I had other friends, it's like I didn't want to go near their house. And it all had to do with what happened and how people were treated. And you know what? How we treat one another is huge concerning if people even want to be in the family of God. Can I get an amen this morning? So we start there, but go with me to Matthew chapter 5. Jesus said, you have heard the law that says love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Verse 44. But I say love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. And that way you will be acting, here it is, that way you'll be acting as the true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust alike. Verse 46, if you love only those who love you, what reward reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. Just just reading the Bible, y'all. If you're kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect, is to be whole, to be complete, to be mature, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. 
And so what Jesus did, he presents something very, very counter-cultural, counter-intuitive here. He said, you have heard it said this, but I'm telling you something here. So he said, you have heard it said, but I'm telling you something different. So he's, he's catching our attention with that. And he said, if you do what I'm telling you to do here, then you will be acting like the children of your father. And that's where we started today is God is a loving, kind father. We're his family. We're his children. And we are to be the most loving and kind people on the planet. So Jesus said this. You've heard it said, love your, love your neighbor, those that are near to you. Hate your enemy. That word enemy, part of the definition in the New Testament Greek includes actively hostile. So they're, they're even against you. Jesus said, I want you to love them both. And I want you to pray for them too, especially. So over here we've got love your neighbor, pretty easy. I want you to love your enemy too. I want you to pray for them. So if he wants us to love over here and he wants us to love over here, those two extremes, guess what else? He wants us to love everybody and be kind to everybody in between. If you get that, bob your head with me here this morning. All right, good deal. Then, he said, when you do this, then you're acting like the true children of God. The issue is this, what is called the Imago Dei, the image of God. Here's the reality. Every person, say it, every person. Every person was made by God, and they're made in the image of God. Every person. And once you and I get that, once we really get revelation of that, then you'll start to look at every person. Say it, every person. You'll start to look at every person and realize they're made by God, made in the image of God. Now, the reality is a lot of times that image is pretty distorted, even damaged, but still redeemable. And, what, and this should inform how we view other people. Well, I don't agree with them. They don't look like me. They, they act this way. Whatever. But you know what? The reality is they were made by God and they were made in his image and they are redeemable. And my responsibility, Jesus said, I want you to love your neighbor. I want you to love your enemy. I want you to love everybody in between because they are the Imago Dei. You need to honor the image. You need to honor what God has created. You need to honor what Jesus shed his blood for. You need to honor the fact that every person is redeemable. Well, I don't think that person will ever be redeemed. That's above your pay grade. Okay? So what you do is you love and you are kind to people all around you. I want to encourage you to do this too. Stop thinking of the exceptions. I know pastors up there telling us we got to be loving and kind. I know that. He's got to tell us that. But I'll tell you what, I'm thinking of some folks. No, stop thinking of the contingency. Stop thinking of the exceptions right now. Of course, be wise, be safe, be led, but by all means, be kind. Did you get that? Be wise, be safe, be led, but always be kind. Amen. Look with me in Luke chapter 6, verse 35 and 36. Again, Jesus says, but love your enemies and do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the most high because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Verse 36, be merciful just as your father is merciful. Look at it in the message paraphrase here. Our father is kind, you be kind. Read it with me. Our father is kind, you be kind. One more time. Our father is kind, you be kind. That takes us back to the top again. The God is father and he is love and love is of God and love is kind. And our father is kind, you be kind. Amen? 
You know, one time uh, close to the book, uh, into the book of Acts, Paul has been arrested for his faith and ministry. He's being shipped literally to Rome. And so they're going by boat. And long story short, a storm comes up. They end up shipwrecked just off the island of, uh, excuse me, of Malta. Malta is Sicily, southern uh, Italy, and then islands. And where they actually wrecked is now referred to as St. Paul's Bay. And as they came ashore, there were soldiers and there were a lot of prisoners, criminals. And they said, if you can swim, swim to shore. If you can't swim, get a hold of a plank or something and work your way to shore. And they did. And it says that when they came up on the shore and the people, the, the, the islanders probably had plenty of reason to be concerned. Here's all these, this motley crew swimming to shore and you know, and obvious by clothing and a number of other ways, they could tell that many of them were criminals and were prisoners and they were coming aboard. And, and here's what Paul said of them. He said, they showed us unusual kindness, unusual kindness. It was cold and rainy and they made fires for us. They welcomed us. They fed us. They showed kindness, kindness. You know, and sometimes I look at the people of the world and in some settings, people of the world are kinder than the people of God. And so we've got to make sure because if there's anybody on the planet that's being loving and kind, it's God's kids. Amen? Amen. Now, look with me in John chapter 15 real quick. John chapter 15. Jesus said, this is my commandment. Hold on with me. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. You are to love one another. It's a what? Come on. It's a what? It's a commandment. You're to love one another. And he modeled it for us as I have loved you. Look look with me in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. Be kind to one another. Now, if you dig into how this is written in the New Testament Greek, this is what is called imperative. So it is also a command. It is a strong, not optional thing. Be kind to one another. Read it to me. Read it with me. Be kind to one another. It describes it a little bit, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, which indicates, you know what, not everything's smooth. You might have to forgive some folks, but you can be kind to one another as God in Christ forgave you also. And so here again, we have a command and also something that God modeled for us. So love one another, be kind to one another. You ready for this? I wish I had the drummer here for a drum roll. That's your job. That's your job right there. No, no, not the drum roll. Thank you, though. Here's your job. You and I basically have one job. Say, I have one job. Here's your job. Be kind. Be kind to one another. You have one job. One job. Well, I thought my job was to comment on everything on social media. I thought my job was to preach at people and be weird. I thought my job was to point out the faults and errors of everybody and tell everybody what I know. I thought my job was to ignore and shun some people. thought that was my job. No, here's your job. Be kind. Be kind to one another. Be kind to everybody. You've got one job. And here's your job. You ready? i am put it up here for you. Show those around us that God is loving and kind. How are we going to do it? By being loving and kind. Here's your job. You've got one job. Show those around us that God is loving and kind. How are you going to do that? 
by being loving and kind. You know, there's that phrase is out there now. You had one job. You know, if you look on social media, you'll see that uh, memes and they will crack you up. Well, we gathered a few of them here for you. You had one job. You had one job. Note the distance. You had one job. Go to the next one. You had one job. Go ahead. Kind of defeats the purpose. You had one job. Go ahead. All right. Was 126. Two dollars. Come on, give it up for some hamburger helper. I grew up on it, y'all. You had one job. Refill the cups. Let's do another one here. Watermelons. You had one job. All right, look at me. You've got one job. You've got one job. Well, and I'm not talking about where you get your check and all your responsibilities. It's as you do all those other things, you have one job. And it's to show those around you that God is loving and kind. How are you going to do that? By being loving and kind. I think sometimes in church world, we thought we had to stand on the lunchroom table at work and preach at everybody and tell them what's wrong. And that's not even loving and kind. I think sometimes we can draw more attention to God and we don't even mention him. By him just showing in our life and then they go, what's the deal with you? And then the door is wide open and you can share everything about your father God. Your job, you got one job. You got one job, don't blow it. Your one job is this, show those around you that God is loving and kind. How do you do it? Just by being loving and kind. So quickly, I want to give you a, a, a summary of a course called Kindness 101. Kindness 101. First part is this, smile. Everybody say smile. smile. Practice. Come on, give me one. Give me one. Give me one. All right, smile. Smile is the quickest form of sowing and reaping. To smile is the most contagious of all human activities. You smile and you get one back typically. Second is this, greet. Greet. Everybody say greet. When you greet someone, you break a barrier. When you don't greet someone, you either build a barrier or you keep a barrier. You know, and so think about it. You know, if you greet somebody, you break something down and break something open to them. The other day I was up at Shans visiting somebody at the hospital. And as I came out of the hospital, there were some people sitting on like a planter having a, a smoke break and some snacks. And they were opposite of me in just about every way that I could, could describe and, I just, and I'm just thinking about this. And I greeted them. How are you guys doing? And stopped and talked just for a moment and just greeted them. Didn't know them. And just greeted them. And you know what? There was, there was a warmth that came in. There was, a, there was something that came in just, just in that moment. Or you cannot talk. You cannot greet. And you know what? You build a barrier. Or if there already was one there, you keep the barrier. A greeting is a powerful thing. Next is this. Wave. Wave. Come on, wave at me real quick. Let me give you a quick history, okay? They used to, you know, one tribe would come upon another tribe and they would make an agreement and it was called a covenant. And they would cut covenant and they would cut it across their hands. They would shake their hands together, mingle their blood, and then they would mark it in such a way that that mark would remain. 
And the covenant between two groups or two people would essentially say, I do you no harm and I will help you if you need me. And that is the history of our wave. So now that when we wave to people coming and going from my neighborhood or wherever, in essence, you're showing them covenant. You're showing them covenant that I will do you no harm and I'm here to help you if you need me. Come on, wave back at me this morning. We've got to put some covenant back in and even tell some people, I don't know them. They don't look like me or anything else, but you know what you can do? Hey, I'll do you no harm and I'm here to help you if you need me. I think we need to bring covenant back into our waves. Amen. It's part of kindness. Here's some other ways. Your words, your words, and not just what you say, but how you say it. Make sure that our tone is good. And then also that we would help. There's so many ways you can help. Sometimes it's just hold the door for them. Sometimes it's just help them with something they just dropped. Sometimes it's maybe God would move on your heart, buy their coffee, buy their meal, or do something like that. You never know what God may have you do to help and to show some kindness. And then, of course, for all, make sure that you pray. Not necessarily that you grab people in the middle of the grocery store and pray for them, but that, that you, hey, I'm going to be praying for them. Or they're just on your mind, you know, and they don't even know, but you're praying for them. I'm so glad that people prayed for me in my life. Amen. So the Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 3 to put on kindness, to put on kindness. And put on not as in fake, but put on as in clothes, that you would put on kindness. You've got one job, and you have a uniform for your job, and it's kindness. You're to put on kindness every day. In the book of Psalms and also in Second Chronicles, it said this. It says that they didn't remember to be kind. They didn't remember to show kindness. You know what? I'm reminding you. And I'm going to come knock on your door every morning. And I'm going to remind you. Get dressed for work. And here's the thing. Remember to be kind and to show kindness. And you know what? It's easy to be kind to people that are just like us. You know? But I think sometimes we need to be very intentional and find some people that are not just like us. And intentionally go and show some kindness. Amen? Well, I brought some snacks this morning. (laughs) Kind bars. And I just wanted to give out to a few people who are not like me at all. I'm tall and white. Is there anybody short and something else? (laughs) Hey, my brother. Bless you. I'm old and married. Is there anybody young and single? Where was that? Where was that? There you go. Hi. What else am I? I'm a guy. I'm a guy. Hey, right here. Right here. Stand up, Jason. Stand up. I'm trying and he's doing it, so. (laughs) You and I have one job. Say, I have one job. It's to show those around me. Hey, and you're going to be on in just a minute, okay? You're going to be on. These doors are going to open up and you're going to go out. And your job starts. You're clocking in, folks. You're clocking in. Get dressed for work because you got one job. And your job is this, to show those around you that God is loving and kind. And you're going to do that by being loving and kind everywhere you go. I can't watch you all week. 
But while you're on this property, we got security cameras everywhere. <laughs> Some of the hardest places to be kind sometimes the parking lot or wherever else. Well, I want to tell you something. Here's your chance. You're on the job. Let's do the job. Let's be loving and kind. Let us show the world that our amazing God is loving and kind. Amen. Did y'all get anything at all out of this this morning? Thank you, Lord. Let's stand together, could we? Hey, will you pray this prayer with me this morning? And, and this is so important. I, I kind of ran out of time this morning. We're going to do a better job of that next week for sure. But hear me on this. God, in his kindness, sent his son to pay the price for your sins so that you could come into that family of God and you could experience his love and his kindness. I want to lead you in a prayer. And if you've never prayed this prayer before, pray it. Pray it from your heart. And it, mean, it, it matters. When you mean it from your heart, it matters right where you are. God's going to hear your prayer and you come into the family of God. I think it's real important you share that with somebody, though. We're going to have a prayer team up here afterwards. Please let one of them know. Come to them. Let them know. And they have some uh, information they want to give to you, too, that will just be encouraging for you. But all of us right now, could we pray this prayer together? Father God, I thank you now for your son, Jesus. And I come to you in Jesus' name. Jesus, who loves me, gave himself for me. And, Lord, I love you. I give myself to you. I ask you right now. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Savior and be my Lord. And by the blood of Jesus, shed for me. Forgive me right now of every sin. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Make me brand new and set me free. And now fill me with your peace, with your joy, with the Holy Spirit. And with the assurance, you'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me. And I thank you. Help me to be kind. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. It's been a great morning. God bless you. I love you. Happy anniversary. You're dismissed. You got one job. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.